Welcome to Just Another Podcast. I am joined today by Lisa Sturgeon, a good friend of mine, uh, and she's launching a new uh, you know, business, I would say, uh, Getting Married in Maine, but she's also the Senior Account Strategist at Sutherland Weston in Bangor, as well as the Adjunct Professor at Hudson University, and more, most importantly, a wife and a mom. How's it going, yeah. Lisa? Good. Thanks for having me, Justin. I'm glad to have you. It worked out really well. I uh, wanted, I had a list of like people that I want to get in touch with and talk to, and um, you were one of them to talk about marketing and you know your what you do with communications at Sutherland Weston. But you just posted something this weekend saying that you were starting a new adventure. So I thought, well, that's even more important to talk about because it's something new. So uh, first of all, who are you? <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess, how much time do we have, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I think you did a great job of, of uh, the, the titles I wear, the different hats that I wear. So uh, I'm a lifelong Mainer, uh, born, raised, decided to stay. Um, and really, my, my goal is to make Maine a destination and a home for as many people as we can. And I know that kind of sounds like a you know, a fluff answer, but it's it's true. I think the state of Maine has a great, a, great opportunities. Um, and when I was going through high school, I saw a lot of people a few years older than me leave. Um, and tides have changed a little bit. Um, a lot of people are more staying, finding reasons to stay, or moving back to Maine, um, which is so wonderful to see. And so, um, with the three jobs that that I currently have, um, I basically work to make sure that people find opportunities for them to stay and show off how wonderful Maine is. Um, so my husband went away to college um, and came back. I roped him into to staying in Maine. And then our son, uh, who just turned three a little while ago, um, you know, I want to give him as, as many opportunities in life that he can have, but, uh, if he can call Maine home, if he wants to call Maine home, then, you know, that's, that's the best thing I could ask for. I mean, and, and there's also that aspect of, I moved away. Um, yeah. so when I was 20, I moved to Massachusetts and it almost made me, for me to move away, for me to realize what I was missing in a sense, like get a sense of what it's like outside the, outside the state of Maine. I mean, I only moved to Massachusetts but it's like, it's still outside of Maine. And then when I came back, it was my ex who moved me back. Mm-hmm. I then fell in love in, with Maine again, like all over again, just because, I don't know, maybe it's because I matured and became more of an adult and understood what, what Maine had to offer. Or maybe it's just that, you know, it took that time to get away, to come back and maybe- Always greener on the other side. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But um, it's pretty cool. Actually, Lisa and I have a, a small connection too, is because I met Lisa because I was working at another Maine uh, business at Gagan's Brothers Brewing Company and Pub. Um, and then we also work together on the events committee for uh, the Maine Brewers Guild. So Maine has been definitely a part of the connection that we got together is uh, uh, beer in Maine. But uh, yeah, so Maine's a fun place to be. And I just got married in Maine. Uh, and so I didn't have someone like Lisa. We actually talk about that uh, a lot about how we saved a bunch of money by doing a lot of things ourselves. Yeah. But there was one thing that I think we could have sp- you know, spent up on, not crazy amounts, obviously, because it's not super expensive to have someone help plan your wedding. Um, but like the day of having yeah. some order would have been, I mean, Taylor did a great job, but like some order and having someone be like, no, do this and do that and so on. But so this cool out. new venture is awesome. Exactly. exactly. So. Cool. What are you drinking? 
Mean Farmer. Cool. Our wet hop beer. I have one left. So we had Mike over, who was technically kind of the person who ran my wedding. <laughs> Mike Garrigan is like, I get so many compliments right now. I got married on August 8th and he was um, like, do this and don't do this. And we need to put this over here. We need to do that. And he just did it on his own, not because he was Everybody, best man. Pseudo father. He's yes. lovely. It's <laughs> unbelievable. So uh, it was kind of funny, but he was here yesterday, him and Karen and uh, Karen's son, Aaron, had a little cookout here yesterday. And he's like, can I take the rest of that beer? I'm like, leave one. I want one. Don't take all of them. But then this was the one that was left over. So uh, I just set up a new desk in my office and I thought I could deserve a beer to, you know, treat myself on my day off. But um, so you got married in Maine. I got married in Maine. Yeah. Six years ago now. Which Six is years ago. Kind of crazy. Yeah. I felt like it was just yesterday. Right. <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, I've only been back here for what was it, four years now, but it seemed like you guys were just recently married when I first met you, which two years is still just recently married, but. Yeah, you know, did if you, you can select like newlyweds, you know, it's it's a good thing. Yeah, and then you have a three-year-old, like you said, and you have a couple dogs. Yes. Um, and is that it? You have cats too or just dogs? One cat, Luna, who's two. Jesus she thinks she's a dog. So. You have a full household. We have a full and, household. And I know Brian, so that's even more of a full household, so. Yeah, I have two kids. <laughs> but um, so what made you, other than the, the main thing, you know, yeah. in getting married in Maine, but what made you, I know you have some background in, in, in event management and planning, but like what's, what made you do this? So I went to school, uh, I went to college for hospitality management. Um, and I think any person who gets kind of wrapped up into graduating from college and getting your first you know, adult job and then life kind of snowballs and you get married and you have kids and then you, I don't want to say forget, but life, life how you envisioned kind of gets put on the back burner a little bit. And uh, COVID has given me the permission of time. Um, I'm a very busy person, um, as you alluded to with teaching and my job at Sutherland Weston and, you know, being involved in the community and being able to take a step back and think about what I really enjoy and what I've been really missing in my life, um, was important. And so our, my best friend got married this summer and, uh, we were supposed to be going to a destination wedding in Jamaica. And that clearly didn't happen. And so we replanned her wedding. She had asked me to officiate um, the wedding prior to uh, COVID. So I went through the process, got my notary um, license, and um, we were just going to have a small little ceremony before going to Jamaica and then do a big destination wedding with about 50 people there. And um, so we had to pivot and we replanned her wedding twice, um, because she originally wanted to try to get married on, um, a schooner in Maine, which would have been lovely. Uh, but the COVID restrictions on reopening, uh, weren't possible. And so we kind of pivoted that, um, vision again. And it was a lovely ceremony right on the coast of Maine, um, intimate, beautiful, um, but with the connections of people that I had done events with previously, um, we were able to pull it off uh, under budget within 
two weeks. Um, and it, the worst, the worst thing was, uh, um, I joke, uh, we got, my husband and I got married in a hurricane and, um, Sarah's my best friend and Adam is one of my husband's best friends. And we have a lot of similarities in common and we got married, uh, when Hurricane Arthur hit Maine and uh, that weekend a, a hurricane was scheduled to hit Maine again during their wedding. Um, we woke, we went to bed Friday night with a chance of rain. It was like 93% or something like that. And then we woke up in the morning and it was 12% and it didn't rain all day. And it was, it was perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a, it's, it's a funny connection. So every time that Lisa plans a wedding now, guys, just to let everybody know, it's going to be a hurricane. Just so yeah. you're aware. No, no, that's not, that's not a good selling point. No. Um, but yeah. She comes in like a storm, you know, there you go. There's a little marketing thing. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. I mean, we obviously had that problem with uh, COVID. Um, it's the funny thing is, is hopefully we don't have to do this again because of the way the world works, but like, it would be a kind of like, a, it's almost like a achievement on your you know, resume of planning events. Like, no, I planned it during a pandemic. I have that ability. Exactly. And, and that was, and that was kind of my thought process is there are couples out there. I mean, in a perfect world, you, you only get married once, maybe twice, right? So this is not what you do on the day to day is planning events um, or planning weddings. And um, having somebody who does that for a living um, adds some comfort in the planning process. It takes that stress away. Um, and I, th I thrive on that. And so being able to um, pivot quickly uh, using my marketing background, um, my communications background, and um, help people at the core is hospitality, help people feel comfortable and relaxed. And so um, you put all of those things together and it's like, well, why not now? Um, and so for 10, for 10 years, over 10 years, I've been planning events across the country um, when I worked at the airport um, and then through my job at Gagan's. Um, and that's really part of my life that was missing was the event side of things. And so um, why not? If I don't do it now, then I'm never going to do it. And um, I have the flexibility with my job here at Sutherland Weston to, um, to take that leap. Um, and try it out and see how it goes. And it's one thing that we did learn, you know, as you do a wedding, you, some of the things like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. some of the things you don't understand and don't get until after you're done. So the benefit I got from having a, a, a practice wedding was <laughs> some of the things that I got to practice and decide that, you know, I wanted small, no, this time I don't want it small, like I, or don't want this or whatever, but you yeah. have, as someone who does ceremonies and events for people, you're going to have all of that. I did a small wedding, a large wedding, a, a, a you know, elopement, this, that, and the other thing that you can bring in your knowledge to people and know that, I mean, you have, you're married, so you went through a wedding, so you know what it costs. So you yeah. can be like, I understand trying to keep the budget down, but if you're going to spend up for something, do this or the opposite or whatever. Um, it's just a thing that I, like I said, it was planning ahead of time. First of all, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Like we were going to get married on August 8th, period. We yeah. just liked the date, 0808-2020. We just liked that whole thing. We liked, yeah. you know, everything. So, you know, obviously there's a sad moment. We had a Millinocket wedding this past summer that, that had a COVID outbreak caused from the wedding. If that would have happened 10 days earlier, yeah. we, would, we would have had a, a low, we would have been in my yard 
with two people, you know, a witness and the, and the officiant and us just getting married and saying, we're going to have a ceremony and a party some other time. Yeah. Because that happened August 7th and no one really found out about it until the following week or so. We yeah. got married on August 8th and we were safe because obviously no one contracted COVID or gave COVID or did anything at our wedding. Uh, and part of that was why we didn't have anybody helping us plan our wedding. Cause it was like, we don't know what the hell is going to happen. So I don't want to draw a lot of people into this to then say, Hey, guess what? It's not going to happen. Thanks for all the help, but we're not doing it. And so hopefully in a normal situation next summer, hopefully, or the spring or whatever, you'll be able to plan some weddings that are not restricted to a point where you have to do this or you have to do that. I mean, that's, and then having someone to guide them along the process, like what you can do would be awesome. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely an interesting time. That's for sure. And a lot of people, um, are wondering why, why now? Um, but the question is, you know, there's never a good time. There's never a good time to have kids. There's never a good time to, to really get married. There's never a good time to start a business. Um, there's definitely bad times to do all of those things. Um, but there's never a perfect time. And if you don't, if you don't listen to yourself and take a chance, then you're never going to know. So, and you'll do things like you'll plan and then have someone else officiate. You'll design some stuff and have someone else plan it. You'll officiate and not design anything, right? There's all kinds of options for people to do with getting married in Maine. Yeah. So we're a full service, uh, planning design and officiating company. Um, I'm working with uh, a bunch of, um, friends that I've met through uh, connections in the hospitality industry or through Hassan's Hospitality School. Um, and it's just a really exciting time to become um, kind of the conduit to um, planning and venues and vendors and officiating. And it's just a really cool, um, a cool concept. Um, so we, we can do everything from um, planning your wedding, coordinating with vendors, negotiating contracts, um, all the kind of things that go into uh, leading up to the day of, um, to designing color schemes and working on textures and, you know, invitations and creating monograms and logos for, your, you know, the couple, um, and then officiating. Um, one of the biggest things um, that I have found that couples who get married in Maine from away, um, whether they're coming back to do a, a family wedding here locally or they just want to do a destination wedding in Maine, is finding um, an officiant that um, works for their style, um, that they have some sort of connection to or, can, or just really can find easily. Um, and so being able to offer that service um, is, is something else that I'm really excited about. Plus also um, walking through a ceremony through an event planner's brain is, is different than just a, you know, um, a, a minister or a pastor that doesn't necessarily do events um, for a living either. So um, yeah. It's just funny is you have the mentality of, you know, no one really might know who to officiate their wedding, especially if they're going from out of state to come in or have no connection to a church or no connection to someone who can do another notary. I mean, my father-in-law is a notary public, so he could have married us and so on. But I had, my grandmother had the hardest time understanding that my dad was not going to do the wedding. Yeah. She just didn't understand in her head. She's like, but your dad's a pastor. I was like, I understand that. But if I just went with the fact that 
this so-and-so is a pastor, I would have six people officiating my wedding because of right. my background. I've got, you know, Andy, you've got my friend, Brian Keezer, who ended up doing the wedding. You've got my friend, Jim, my dad, my pastor from Connecticut or Massachusetts when I was going to church down there. So it's like, there's a number of people who could have officiated my wedding. And now, you know, Lisa could have done it. So it's just so funny. My, my grandmother just did not understand. She's like, well, your dad's a pastor. I was like, yeah, it's a small 50 person wedding. We had 48 people because of COVID. And I wanted my mom, who was the only other person coming from like that side to sit next to my dad. Yeah. Like if he stood up and was the officiant the entire time, she's just then there. she sit there by herself. And I was like, and my brother was in the wedding. So it's not like I, you know, so I was like, ah, it'd be really nice. So it was great. Cause I also got to invite another friend, good friend, Brian Keezer. Um, but I had that extra, the opposite, like I was saying, it's like, I had too many people that could do my wedding. Yeah. And there's definitely this side where there's people who don't know who can yeah. do their wedding. And uh, the name is perfect. And I can't believe that it's not taken website. <laughs> when I was like looking up ahead of this uh, recording and like following you on Instagram and stuff, I was like, how did you get all of that? Like, they're all perfect. Everything, single one of them is getting married in Maine. You didn't have to do getting married in ME. And you didn't have to, you had all the, I, I just, it surprises me sometimes someone hasn't taken a brand yet like that. Uh, you, you and me both, because I was like, it's, it's really funny. Um, the brain that I use, you know, to, to create this, if you're, if you're in marketing, um, which you are, you understand, like, that was the direction I went, not, you know, necessarily what's my logo going to look like, or, you know, what are, you know, oh, I, I'm going to name this business this. It was, let's go to domain registration and find out what domains are available and what, you know, handles are available and where can I find a match. Um, and shockingly, getting married in Maine was not taken. And um, there's a lot of things I'm excited to play on that. Um, you know, congratulations on getting married in Maine or thank you for getting married in Maine. Um, but being able to celebrate a couple, um, whether they're from here or from away, um, there's something special about Maine. And to say that you're getting married in Maine, I think um, creates a vision, regardless if that's in a field or on a mountain or on the coast. Um, it's just, it creates an experience in itself. Um, and regardless if you get married in a hurricane or in a snowstorm, it's just, it's beautiful. And so it's about those two people um, celebrating their love and celebrating the love with those that they care about, regardless if that's an elopement, um, which we, we do offer. And I really hope somebody takes advantage of this one day is um, I want to plan a, an elopement and they literally have no idea what's going to happen, where they're getting married. It's just a you know, I, I just want to get married in Maine and we're going to plan everything. So, um, that's an option if anybody's listening and, and that sounds cool. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. Cause a lot of people elopements, it's just, it, it, and you're right. It's, it's when we talked prior, like when, when March 15th or 16th hit and, and my, where I work or in a brewing company shut down yeah. for business, we were like, Oh crap. Like, what are we going to do? Like what we have, a, we're getting married a couple like, Oh, it's August. <laughs> It's August. And then as it, it, it kept on coming, creeping closer. And we're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And then when we said we just want to get married, period. That's, the, the wedding ceremony is something you want to remember forever. And we're glad we were able to do something. Right. But the purpose is, is I want to be with my wife forever. 
the the ceremony is going to be a a blip in our memory 30 years from now it's the journey on that so if someone does want to get a little bit that would be a pretty sweet thing to do just be like it's like that people who plan dates for them and they don't know you open an envelope and you go here that because most people just wanted to go to the courthouse because it's easy. But if they were able to do it, like, oh, where do I go? All of a sudden, I know where you're standing on a dock somewhere that you know exactly. you picked out, and that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I really hope that happens too. You know, all of it done. Flowers done. Like learning from my learning from Sarah uh, this year, who knows exactly what she doesn't like, but doesn't know necessarily what she does like. Um, having fewer options for some people are are better. You get overwhelmed with all of the what ifs and, you know, I, I think this is a cool concept that you don't have to worry about that. And somebody just takes care of it for you. I think I just was thinking when you said, thank you for getting married to me. I feel like that's like an offshoot company that just does thank you cards for you guys. Yeah. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, this is a uh, package we offer. It's called thank you for getting, it's just your uh, thank you cards with your picture of your wedding on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It's, 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 you have to get married to understand some of the things like I mentioned earlier that you don't, that you're missing out on. Yeah. But it also is like people tell you stuff that on your wedding day, this is going to happen. You're like, nah, it's not for me. It's not going to happen for me. And then you wake up the next morning. You're like, Oh my God, they were right the entire time. Like, Oh, yeah. you're barely going to eat on your wedding day. Like, you're going to eat prior. You're going to eat all day. Like you're going to snack on some things or whatever, sandwiches or whatever. But the, once the wedding starts and you have your like, Oh, I, honestly most people should give two craps about what their food is because you're not going to eat it like we ate a bite of taco we had taco bar like like maybe that is like that that right there is the reason the number one reason to have a wedding planner if if for anything is they're the ones that are making sure that you are eating they're the ones that are making sure that you know if you didn't get to eat your meal because you were dancing or talking with friends and family that that's packaged up and you can enjoy it later um you know taking care of how oh grandma ended up at the wrong hotel you know like that happens um and at the end of the day if the bride and groom don't know that there were any problems during the day or at least they were minimal and just updated like that's success you should not go to the bride and groom on the day of with problems. And that's, you know, from family to vendors to, you know, to anyone that that should be the day that they get to relax and having someone else be that point person um, to problem solve and pivot and reorganize and adjust. Um, Because like you said, those, those things do happen and you can't predict what that thing is going to be until it happens. Um, But yeah. Mike's daughter's wedding, uh, Katie, uh, we all got invited in, in Addie and Casey, um, stayed. So we ended up renting an Airbnb down the street and we made it, got ourselves to the wedding, but there was these like, um, shuttles that were taking people to, because there's no parking at the place in, uh, I think it's in Winslow. Winthrop. Winter, Winthrop. Yes. Uh, there's a place down there and, um, they were doing these shuttle stuff and then Addie and Casey got confused thinking there was one more coming. Yeah. And they got stuck behind. So they ended up having to drive from there to another pot. And they walked in like at the last minute. But the only people's numbers they could potentially have, like I had some people at my wedding that only knew me and Taylor. Like yeah. there was no, like there was times that they would only way they could communicate with us is to get a hold of us. Right. But if there was someone managing and running the wedding, then you could say, here's this person's phone number or email or whatever. 
yep. to contact them if you have any problems on the day of the wedding because they're the ones that are going to help you. And you could be like, oh, yeah, I'll send someone down or the shuttle's coming in five minutes to this location or whatnot. Like, exactly. And that was the biggest thing for us. Like our ceremony, uh, we got married at Camp Roosevelt, which is a beautiful, inexpensive venue in Maine with views of the lake for photos. And it's just a big wooden building. It's beautiful. However, the downside is you can't get in except for nine o'clock in the morning of the day of your wedding. Yeah. So you can't do the rehearsal dinner there. You can't get set up on the before and so on and so forth. So even more of the side of wanting to have someone who plans your wedding and, and manages that is that on the day of the wedding, we were making decisions. But if we were to tell Lisa, <laughs> yeah. this is what we want. We want this white thing, this, that. We have all these different decorations. Now you have your people or you do right. the stuff. And then we have uh, my brother's coming so he can help you out if you need help. And, you know, my, my cousin's coming. He can help me move tables or whatever. But that then we can just like potentially show up a little later. Yeah. Well. Oh, totally. One of the things that we kind of like got sad about was we were so tired by four o'clock in the afternoon because we got up so early Yeah. that if you had someone else there to do that, then you can just be like, okay, maybe we'll come at noon and then we'll, you know, I'll get ready and you'll get ready and, you know, make a few small decisions that you check in with us about. I, you know, those are the kind of things that like, I wish this was like, wish we had talked you and I back in March, because maybe there would have been at least a, uh, 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 you know, prototype and it would get some stuff under your resume kind of thing. Exactly. For helping us. But um, we obviously went per perfectly for us because it ended up the way we wanted it and everything. But like, that was the one thing we talked about afterwards. Photographer was great. Food was great. The venue was great. People there was great. Everything was great. Right. The one thing was, is the stress of trying to do it all yourself. And that and was... And that's the biggest thing. Like, even if you, you aren't, you know, if you find yourself not working with a coordinator is finding time to set up a table, how you want it to look like and take a picture and then share it with someone else. And then that way, you know, like you said, your brother's showing up, your cousin's showing up, whoever's showing up goes, okay, this is exactly what it needs to look like. Here we go. Um, kind of thing. And so if any, any time you can delegate and I, it's taken me years to be comfortable with delegating because I am a control freak. Um, but I've found tricks to help that delegation, right? And that's one of them. Um, any way that you, you are spending hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars on a wedding, um, and the worst thing you can do is not enjoy it. Or spend all that money and, and have it not go the way you like want. You said enjoy it, but enjoy it after the fact too. But like spend all that money on a wedding and then have it go kind of awry in the middle of it because you didn't have something. You, right. oh crap, I forgot this one thing. And then it snowballs to the next thing and so on. Right. Um, but one thing, I, we, we were happy. We did, um, because we had a, such a small group. When you have 50 people at a wedding, it's yeah. mostly people you ha have to be there. It sounds like weird, but like, family really so like my grandparents and taylor's grandparents and all, people that are not gonna dance or do stuff like that so it's like one thing we did do at the end of it was like we're not paying for a dj it's just an extra setup extra cost and just like what happened the wedding kind of fizzled out at the end because it was early and people had to drive away and no one really wanted to stay at hotels and we were in i mean eddington is no close place to stay anyway we stayed at uh, lucerne and that was still a 15 minute drive so um but the Spotify playlist was perfect. We just pressed play on it for our music. And if people wanted to dance, they could dance and so on. But like, these are the things that a, a wedding planner could help you with too. Where do you want to save money? Oh, I don't need a DJ. Okay, let's move the money you're going to use for a DJ. Let's slide some of it into this little spot over here that might be more beneficial to you. Right. Uh, and those are all decisions that we were able to make. But some people just 
I mean, I do have a marketing background and I do have a, we have a planning mentality, but yeah. there's definitely people who don't have planning mentalities. Like there's no. definitely people who show up and go, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, Brian's, I worked on a wedding last summer and um, it was my husband's best friend. Um, and they're two scientists and working in the events world is not their forte. They're brilliant people, um, kind people, um, but just they've never planned a wedding before. And there's some nuances that you have to, you know, take into account. Um, one thing I always love asking, you know, any couple that's planning their wedding is what's the thing that's most important to you that day? Um, and that could be uh, the photos. That could be a videographer. That could be uh, the food. It could be a whole host of things. Uh, the answers sometimes are hilarious and sometimes, you know, uh, not what you would necessarily expect, but um, that's what makes each couple unique and what wedding unique. And that is the driving force of, like you said, Justin, um, where can I save money and, and how can I ensure that I'm going to have the experience that I want? And in the, like, we talk about saving money because it's obviously every, like, unless you're well to do off, like to the point where you don't think about money, it's always going to be a driving factor is money, 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 money. But again, we talked about the idea that if you spend thousands of dollars on a wedding, a few dollars more to help it run to the point where it's worth spending that thousand dollars, you wouldn't buy a house willy nilly and not spend money on a person doing an inspection. Exactly. Because then it's, you know, those are the kind of things that, like, and so it is, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I will, you know, as a person who has just recently got married, I'm only a few months into my marriage, it would have been worth me paying someone even a few hundred dollars to do the smallest little thing that yeah. on the day of my wedding, I could wake up and be like, hey, I'm getting married today. And yeah. that's what I was worried about. Not, right. did someone put the, the cloths in the back of their, who got the cater, who cooked the, you know, yep. it's yeah. that aspect of it. And I will say there is some things that some people already handle. I mean, the catering company, we did Jeff's catering because of it. They, they're the ones that cater that venue. Um, they were excellent. They were on top of everything. They brought the, the tablecloths and all that stuff. They were really good about that. Um, but then other than that, there was no, like the lady like unlocked the door, have a good day and left. Yeah. And it's like, so there is some of that aspect that some places do have some organization of people who work there. Um, but I will say, if you save money on a venue, then maybe slot some of that money over to help someone have, at least to be there the day of like yeah. even if you were like coordinated and had a meeting with us two weeks prior and say what do you want the day of and you didn't do anything prior right. i just want you to manage the day yeah we'll give you x amount of dollars you manage the day that would have been something we would have absolutely loved as well so and also saying you know okay here's your plan and you think you've got you know everything you know down timeline wise and i's dot t's crossed and then you know somebody that does this goes okay well where's you know, where's this? Or, you know, well, what's the order of the processional and why? And, you know, oh, we didn't even think of that. Um, I think that that's important. It also allows you to, you know, like you said, you were making decisions day out and you don't have, you don't have to do that. How much is this wanting to help people, but how much is it wanting to do a wedding over and over and over again in your mind? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, 80, 20, um, have a, I had a day of coordinator, um, because I knew that I, like I said, I was that control freak and not having to be the person that people went to over and over again, um, was important to me. And so, um, 
I would, I would do our wedding over again all the time. Um, but I think seeing how different couples operate, um, and you don't want wedding planning to be the test of how the marriage is going to go, right? Like your, your wedding planning should be an enjoyable experience, um, whether it's going to be weeks or months or years of that planning process. Um, and so to have somebody that's your best friend during the planning process, I think is important. Um, it also alleviates that relationship with your best friend who may not be getting married. And so they're sick and tired of hearing you talk about, is this white or ecru or, you know, ivory, and they just want to be over and done with. And so, um, having an event planner, um, work with you, uh, helps those things. Um, and like I said, it's also talking about Maine. It's selling Maine um, to couples that might not know that you can have a destination wedding in Maine if you live here. You know, it's, you know, staycations are on the rise because of COVID. Um, and I think the highlight of, we joke going to Bar Harbor in the winter is, is a Mainer's, you know, favorite thing to do because it's not tourist season. Um, and you can, you can pull off some beautiful weddings in the middle of winter, um, but you can also do some lovely weddings um, any of other time of the year. You just need somebody to show the opportunities to you. Um, and also not making your wedding like any other wedding, right? Like no two couples are alike, no two weddings should be alike. And that's really my, my, elevator pitch between a venue wedding coordinator and a actual independent wedding coordinator. Um, and that is the, the venue coordinator, their job is to make sure that everything at that venue runs successfully. And they work hand in hand with an independent wedding coordinator. Um, but their, their goal is, is this is what the wedding looks like for our staff. This is what we do. Um, it might look exactly like the wedding that was there two weeks ago. Um, you know, that their job is not to design a new experience. Their job is to make sure everything goes smoothly. Um, and so that's one of the things that I often, um, get asked. And so to be able to t tell people, um, they, they do a great job, but their job is not to think out of the box in, in those aspects. It, it's funny how you mentioned about the, the main thing that the, the getting married in Maine, it's not just getting married. You don't have getting married.com. It's getting married in Maine, which first of all, there are people who are going to Google that terminology. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting married in Maine, you know, as things progress and hopefully you're, you'll be the first person to get a you hold know, of it. But SEO is a thing. So. Yes. <laughs> and if you need help with that, I know a company that can do that. <laughs> right. Um, but the idea that we we love Maine. Taylor has been hiking since she was young. I've been, I love Maine. We love Bar Harbor. We love going all over the place. We've hiked together. We've, we've, you know, gone canoeing, kayaking, all that stuff, but it took us this COVID situation to do drives around Maine in our cars. Don't get out of the car. We ate lunch in our, we, we packed lunch and we drove around to understand the beauty of Maine, and all these different spots. And it's like, we couldn't go to Arizona like we were planning to and see the Grand Canyon for our honeymoon. So we went to Sugarloaf and stayed in a condo in Sugarloaf. And yeah. I had never been to Sugarloaf because I don't ski or snowboard right. or any of that stuff. So there's no reason for me to go to Sugarloaf in the wintertime. It's just a, it's a madhouse for no reason. Right. So it's why don't I go in the, in the summertime? summertime? Only in winter. It's pretty funny. But yeah. And so I went to the summertime and I'm like, oh my God. And the lady at the um, uh, 45 North, one of the restaurants on the mountain or near the bottom of the mountain goes, I came for the winters, stayed for the summers. And we wanted to go back so many times to Sugarloaf. I feel like if we hadn't planned already and we were going to get an elopement, 
or quick ceremony. We may have just done it out at Sugarloaf because it's so beautiful out there. Yeah. So yes, like the, the, the destination point in, in, if we were to like say you were to get married again tomorrow, we're probably not going to pick Eddington again. We're going to pick somewhere else because there's thousands of places to get married in this beautiful state with a different background, with a different whatever, you know, you know, outdoors, indoors, uh, winter, summer, spring, fall. Like, there's just so many options. I mean, getting married in Florida, right? There's like three options. It's like, okay, you know, you better do it inside because it's likely going to rain at some point during your ceremony. And th- th- what else is there? Like, it's just flat and, and swamps. And, you know, it's, yeah. And so in Maine, it's like there's rivers, there's streams, there's mountains, there's flatlands, there's the ocean, there's fall foliage, right. there's summer. So it's like, yes, there's so many different options. But like I was saying before, how much is this wanting to get, like, I am jealous to, of you in a sense that there are a number of decisions we made for our wedding that we could have gone a different way and still been just as happy. Yeah. And yeah. so like we went with blues and yellows as our colors. Oh, it would have completely been good with a different color scheme but I only get one wedding. So that's what we decided to do. But you were like, okay, this couple looks like, yes, blues and greens will be this good. And then you go to the next one, you're like, oh, blues and yellows would be better for this couple. And then you get to do that over and over and over again, which is kind of cool in a, uh, in a world of one of the things I like about marketing and communication is that you do get to do different things all the time, yeah. depending on the client and so on and so forth. And you're just shifting that over to event planning. Exactly. And that's pretty cool too, because you get to plan a wedding over and over and over again. And I, I, I would believe that a number of weddings you do just regrows the love and affection you have for your husband and your marriage and that aspect of it too, because you're just, well, we hope, right? Let's say you look at it again and it's almost like you, you know, it, it makes you think and it makes you yeah. go into the point where it's like, oh, I remember my wedding day. Every, if you're at a wedding, I can just imagine you going, I remember us being up there and so on. I mean, <laughs> but yeah. I just, in, in, I, don't know. Know. I don't, I don't, it's, it's funny you say that. I don't necessarily think of it that way um I think that's the hospitality side and like you've worked in that industry you you know but if you can make somebody smile like to to me that is the epitome of a compliment right Mm -hmm. if somebody is so happy that you made them smile and it's genuine whether that's the bride and the groom or that's the mother of the bride or the father of the bride who their little girl is getting married or you know um you've got a couple from away and they don't have family and they came here to elope and they are just happy um to me that that means the world and that's and that's, that's perfect that's like it, it's someone who cares it's not you're not you didn't get this business handed down to you in a sense that like your parents had this business and here now your job is to do this. And, and uh, it's, you started this from scratch in a sense that you're doing this because you love doing it. And it, again, like we said, it's that aspect of you're going to care just as much as the bride and groom and the family and all that stuff. And it's not one person's job. You know, it's us as a couple, I don't fix my own car. I have someone fix my car for me. So why wouldn't you think of someone who's done this before? And even if it's for the smallest thing, I'm guaranteeing, and I don't know any of the packages or anything like that you're doing, but I guarantee there's a small little tiny insy bitsy things in massive, we'll do everything packages. Yeah. And, and I think having, um, I think having people understand that everybody's got an opinion 
I can only imagine how many people asked you, you know, slightly asked you what your wedding plans were and then say, oh, you should have done it this way or that way. And, you know, I think you can try, you could get stressed by taking on everybody else's thoughts and opinions. Um, but by able to just say, yeah, we've got somebody taking care of that, that kind of, you know, sh shuts that down. And also you, you don't have to worry about not hurting somebody else's feelings either. Um, because and it's like, your day. Right, exactly. And that's the thing we try to wake up every single morning planning on our event to go out the week prior and all that stuff. It was like, that was your day. And it's like, Taylor's Nana, well, it was just funny because she'll never listen to this, so I don't really <laughs> care if I talk about it, but she'll... Um, Watch, it's the one like, episode. She yeah. Does. She's like, oh, the cake. Well, it was okay. And I'm like, well, you didn't even eat any. She goes, yeah, but it looked okay. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, I could have made a cake for you. I'm like, you, we, we, our dessert for everybody was my mom, Taylor's mom, and Taylor's Nana, all three different, like, you know, my, my side of the family, Taylor's mom's side of the family, Taylor's dad's side of the family, all made whoopie pies. And that was yeah. our main, very main-ish thing. And so you did help us make the dessert. But the cake was made by um, uh, Sweets by Wilhelmina, uh, Jillian. And yeah. so she did an unbelievable job. It was one of the best cakes we've ever tasted in our lives. But it was just this funny thing. And then we got the pictures back and we, put, we showed some pictures. And she goes, oh, that was your photographer? And I'm like, what are you going to like about this entire ceremony at all? Like, were you going to be like, I could have taken bigger, bigger, better pictures than that? Is that what she's going to say to me? I'm like, I just, it's just so funny that, you know, and in the sense, if something goes bad, I can be like, it wasn't me. It was Lisa. Lisa right. did it. It wasn't me. Right. right? No, but like, that's the thing. That's having an advocate for you. I mean, is, is part of the job and saying, you know, this is, this is why we're doing it because, you know, you said that you loved this cake designer. So that's who you used, or you can say, no, like this is who they recommended. Um, I have seen countless times, um, couples getting married and having, you know, somebody with albeit very good intentions, give them advice, but you can see that it causes inner turmoil or more stress and to be able to have somebody that says, okay, no, this is your day. What do you want? And then go make that happen. Like it's your day. If you want to get married in superhero t-shirts, by all means, like that's what you're going to do. But and, and having a third party do that, that's not your mom, your dad, your, 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 you know, wife or husband's mom or dad. It's, it's that aspect of like, I have to ask my mom about inviting certain guests. And it's like, my mom would be like, it's up to you or you should do this. And then the other side was mad because we didn't invite this person and so on. And it's like, if I was like, can I talk to someone who is impartial to this whole BS right now? Let me yeah. call Lisa and see what she thinks for an advice. And she goes, well, I've seen weddings like this or that or the other thing. And what cousins should I invite? When do you last see them? You're obviously not going to tell someone who they can and cannot invite, but, but you can give your advice to Right. I've seen weddings on all of these different things. And then there's someone who's impartial. Yep. And it's someone that, like, yes, someone's going to pay you to do something. Yep. But in the same sense, you're going to give your honest opinion. I know Lisa. She doesn't hold anything back. <laughs> she'll tell you how she feels and she'll tell you what's going on. And not in a mean way, but just in a way that this is exactly how it's like. She's not going to hide or sugarcoat anything. No. She's going to tell you, even you're if you're paying you're her. You're paying me for a reason, right? You're, pay you're paying me to be honest with you. Um, and like, we get creative with those ideas. So um, we, uh, for my wedding, uh, we had 75 people because that's as much as the venue could have. Um, and we 
my husband's family, immediate family is 35. And so, <laughs> and so we had to get creative of how we were going to cut that guest list. And so we said, you had to know us for at least three years. And by saying that it eliminated, um, coworkers, cause my husband and I had both been at our jobs for less than three years at that point. Um, except for both of our, our bosses, because, um, Brian's boss at the time ended up marrying us. And then my boss at the time ended up making our wedding cake. Um, which was lovely. And so we said you had to know us for at least three years. And so it was just an easy way that both of us could have an equal playing field of how we invited people. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, well, no second cousins or, you know, well, we like, you know, they live closer, so we're going to invite more of them or whatever that is. But um, yeah, you can get creative. And, and you obviously we dealing with COVID. So COVID, we had 50 people. So you ha we had to get creative. And so there was times where like I had you know, Taylor's stepdad was like pretty sad about us not inviting some of the, uh, his side of the family. And it was like my mom, my dad, my brother, my other brother couldn't make it because he lives in Virginia and, and his, his restaurant just had just opened back up. So he had to work. My grandmother and my aunt and uncle, that was my side of my family. Yeah. Taylor's side of her family had way more people. And so I have my surrogate family in a sense that I consider, you know, Mike and Karen and Addie and Casey and all them. But still, it was just kind of funny. It was like, we invited as many people as we possibly could. There were some definites. We need to invite these people, whether they're friends or family. Um, and then beyond that, there was like three extra slots. And we're like, how are we going to fill this without, you know? And so, yeah, COVID made us, would be a very good way to explain to people. COVID, COVID is a fantastic, um, if there's a silver lining, right? Like, not saying COVID is fantastic. I'm saying yes. there is a silver lining to COVID and that is that it is the perfect excuse for not doing almost anything. Um, you know, and I it was funny because I mean, I hope no one takes it the wrong way, but I was able to uninvite a lot more people, meaning that I had, we had 80 people, 75 people, 80 people on our list. We had to get down to 50. So yeah. we, we you know, obviously those 25 to 30 people, we had to like, just say, Hey, sorry, you can't come. But yeah. then I added 15 or 20 people to that list that say they couldn't come because we were hoping to stream it live. We right. ended up having some complications. We weren't able to do that. But it was like, if I can stream it, then I can tell 15 people more that they were going to be invited, but now they're not. Like, it was this weird aspect of I could invite, you said the three-year thing. I can invite all those three-year thing peoples. Yeah. You can only watch it online. Sorry. If you want to get dressed up and have cocktails and do all that stuff, cool. Like, send right. us pictures. But like you have to be at home to watch it. We can't. We can't just and the that, venue size or COVID. Right, and that's something that I'm really intrigued to see what aspects of life in COVID remain. Because let's say you know you do have friends or family. You're getting married in Maine, and they live away and can't come. You know they've got a lot of kids or health problems or or whatever. You've got so many vendors now that are equipped to offer Zoom in your wedding. Um, that they could have a cocktail party at home, you know, in Arizona or wherever they are and still get to experience your wedding here in Maine. Um, so I, you know, I think there are some, some good things, um, that we're experiencing right now in a, in a time where it's very stressful. Um, the other thing to consider, and this is just a, a thought for anybody that's, um, planning a wedding recently engaged or, or looking to plan a wedding in the future is that, 
a lot of weddings for this year have been moved over to 2021. So um, we're working with couples that are booking into 2022 and in some cases 2023 if the venue that they want um, is, is not available. Um, and so that's something to think about. Um, that's where I like getting a little creative of what your venue looks like and, you know, how many people and, and that sort of thing. Um, because one, we, we don't know if weddings in the summer of 2021 are going to be able to happen the way that a lot of people in June and July saying, oh, we'll just postpone to next year um, thought they are going to, think that they're going to. Um, so there are a lot of dates already on the books for 2021 into 2022 and and starting into 2023 if if a big wedding is in your um in your vision um but there's no reason you can't have a micro wedding or an elopement and then do something bigger when when we're allowed to do that again and i guess there's two things two parts of this as we get closer to finishing this up was the idea that having a wedding planner is almost more important now than it ever has been because if you have set dates of July 21st, 2021 or whatever, yeah. and you had a wedding planner, they go, well, the venue won't let you do this because you only have this many people, to, but we can do this. But I tell you what, you can have a more badass wedding if you go to do this place over here, less people, but we can do this, that, and the other thing and, and make it so that's your perfect day for you. And, and you know, the other side of that's why I decided we were just going to do what we did. Like we're getting there on August 8th. I don't give a crap. It's we're going to do it. We did it because it, who knows right if you postpone um right. till next year if you can do it again we like this it was like like we talked about at the beginning of this episode it was like march i was like oh my god I, it's all, august is so far away yeah. and then in august when we postponed our honeymoon to hopefully january as we get past the wedding and into september now and and guys go there's no way in january i'm going still going to arizona arizona so like now it's like to this point now when we postpone some, our honeymoon twice now it's now yeah. indefinite yeah now it's like def indefinite. Now it's in the future. So it's having a wedding planner is almost more important now than it would ever be because of the fact that that person is now going to try to find you other ways. The amount of times we Googled who can bake a cake and who can do this, that, and the other thing, it's hard. And so, especially in Maine, because there's not a lot of things like, like Bangor area. Yeah. We tried to find someone who could make cakes. It's not, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of people that makes cakes. There's not like this. This is the disservice of Maine, right? Is that we are sometimes um, really, really good at being referral only, right? And there, there's a benefit to that. One, you get to dictate your schedule, low overhead, um, but it makes it really hard to search for you. And so, having somebody that knows where to find those people um, is important because th they are around. Um, there's a whole underground network of people in Bar Harbor um, that don't even advertise, and it's just a referral-based system. Um, and so if you know them, then you know where to go. But um, like you said, if you're coming from away or your family's here, how do you, how do you navigate that? And having someone on your side, like we just talked about, is, is amazing. And I, I love when I saw it. I, I wasn't able because I was working on Saturday, so I wasn't able to join your happy hour with Brian, which I love what you guys do because obviously I love to talk and I love this podcast. I love all this kind of stuff too. And so seeing you guys do it is amazing. And Taylor wants to get you and uh, Brian on our married into this podcast to talk our marriages in general, how you guys met and all that stuff. But 
I wasn't able to watch it. So after when I got home that night, I was like, okay, I'm like, I want to find out what this announcement is though. Like what is going on here? And, and I got to it. I was like, it wasn't people make announcements or make comments online and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, that's what it was. Right. Oh, right. Good luck right. with that. Like, right. Oh yeah. But when you made it, I, it, it kicked into the key things that yes, you could do it. I don't have any, dis- or, you know, Lisa, when I knew you at, Gagans were, were a go-getter. You always did your thing. I was sad when you left Gagans because I hated when you were leaving the, the beer industry. But then it was almost almost jealous that you left the beer industry and went and did something at a company that is well respected in the company that I'd love to work with at one day. You know, if I ever had that opportunity, it would be great. Um, but yeah, and then you Shameless doing this. Plug for yourself, right? Was that <laughs> shameless plug, right? No, and, and, and it's one of those things. I will be at Orna Brewing Company till the day I die. That's 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 just. But the, the idea is to be able to do what I do for a more wide variety of yeah prospects and getting companies and customers it's you know i worked 12 years in marketing i did most of my marketing in churches and then at car dealerships and now i'm at a beer but like if i could just have a company in my own that so that's does like the middle all of, of, those. of those right yeah <laughs> cars and so like and, and you're you're doing something that you love to do and so I'd be, but i have a faith that you and brian um are a great couple and you know what your wedding was like and you know what marriage is like and all that stuff. So like, I was like, Oh, this is amazing. And that's immediately when I added you to my list of who I need to talk to for, for the podcast. But it was like, I already scheduled out. I'm I'm scheduled out with guests basically until the end of the year. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, and then Josh Moulton, who's owns Queen city cinema club in downtown Bangor is getting ready to open back up, but he's doing some construction projects and he was supposed to be a guest today to talk about horror movies. And he's like, dude, I can be on there for like 20 minutes. I'm like, eh, We'll, we'll do it another time. Focus on your business. And so that's what I, you know, messaged Lisa. I was like, Lisa, can you get on tomorrow? Let's do this tomorrow because I would love, it's perfect timing. You just announced it. Let's get it out there. Let's talk to people. You know, winter weddings are not a bad thing in Maine. They're a really good thing in Maine. Um, You have to deal with snow. But other than that, I I, I honestly think that it's going to be beautiful. If you, if you have a trouble getting to your wedding, your photos are going to be amazing. Right. Uh, so right. there's like those back and forth things like that. But, pilot, um, right. And the money that you like, if you were going to have a lot of people at your wedding, have a pared down wedding and stay at the venue longer or, you know, you know, make that part of your honeymoon experience. Um, I think that there is really something magical about just relaxing as part of your wedding weekend. Right. And so um, just taking those moments in with the people that are close to you and, you know, your significant other. And, um, we often think of a wedding as one day and then the next day is cleanup or, you know, you've got Fridays, the rehearsal dinner, and then you've got the wedding Saturday. And then it's, you know, take a couple of days, whether it's before or after the wedding and just, you know, just relax. I highly recommend Taylor and I will, one of the biggest things that we made a decision on prior to is get married on a Saturday, which is what typically happens. We took Friday off the whole day. I played golf with some friends Friday morning just to get some like refresh release, get out there with the guys. We came back, we did our rehearsal dinner because we couldn't get to the venue until tomorrow, the next day at Mm -hmm. our house. We had pizza, very low key, very easy. We hung out with people, drank some beer, hung out. The following day we did the whole wedding. The next day we came home, we cleaned up a little bit, relaxed, went back to work Monday Mm. till Thursday. Mm-hmm. Friday we took off and went on our honeymoon. Yeah. The number of times I've heard people so stressed about trying to get off on their honeymoon the next day after their wedding. Yeah. Honestly, take a few okay. extra days, then wait, then go away. It's no different. I'm sorry. There's no like, oh, because you waited a week, it's not your honeymoon anymore. 
wait yeah. a week. I think it's amazing because yes, you may have to go back to work and do work, but at least you come home at night and you can relax for four or five nights, clean up the house, make sure it's in order. So when you get back from your honeymoon, you're not stressed. That idea that you said, take some time around it, is absolutely perfect. Yeah. And in this COVID situation, you know, most of us might not be able to go on honeymoons. Right. So take some time afterwards and just relax and then plan a honeymoon when you can go away. Cause you know, and, and we're, oftentimes you're, you've got family, whether it's traveling from one end of the state or, you know, from away coming to Maine, um, they're coming to see your wedding. You're busy during your wedding. A lot of couples don't remember that, you know, your great aunt or, you know, your favorite cousins, they're, they're coming to see you. And then you take off for your, you know, your honeymoon the next day and you got to spend maybe 15 minutes with them. Um, that's, that's my favorite thing is, you know, post wedding brunches or barbecues and, you know, just hanging out and we can help plan those too. Yeah, we did that. We did, uh, so we, because of COVID, we couldn't do it. We were supposed to, the whole plan was to stay at Lucerne and do brunch at Lucerne yeah. with my, uh, my, what we call one big coffee family, my parents and her parents, but because of COVID, they're not doing um, uh, the brunch. brunch. So we ended up shifting it just at our house. Taylor's mom and stepdad came and her stepbrother and my parents came and it was one of the best. I, I tell people to this day, I told my in-laws, it was one of the better parts of the whole weekend. It was like my parents and my, you know, my in-laws together in the same room, just talking. It wasn't about the wedding. It wasn't planning the wedding. It was, it was like, okay, now they're family now. And this is like, there's something that my ex and I didn't have, which was my parents and them didn't talk to the, right. you know, and ex the day after our marriage happened, they're in the same room talking and my mom now messages my in-laws. And, and it, so it's like this whole, feeling, right. Not feeling like you're on, like there's a photographer and like all this stuff happening. Um, I'm a like going back to making people smile to making people relaxed. It's offering those opportunities of, you know, genuine connection. Right. And so I don't know how many people would advocate, for, you know, on your behalf of you need to do this for, you know, the day after or whatever. But if I can do that, like, that's, that's what and I, you, I will. And you probably would have known that Lucerne wasn't doing brunch. Yeah. Like we didn't, like, it was one of those things, like we called the night before to like, or when we checked into the hotel, like, no, sorry. I'm like, oh crap. Now we have to like, what can we do? And it ended up working out. But again, the smallest thing could be have them come back to your house. Yeah. And just relax on your patio if it's the summertime and enjoy the weather and, Get you know, whatever, or to do like a, you know, a hodgepodge of breakfast pastries mm -hmm. and, you know, juices with mimosas and, you know, all that stuff. You know, and it worked out on our benefit because my mom bought way too much stuff and we had breakfast and, and juice and stuff of that for the rest of the week before we went on our honeymoon. So it was, it was perfect. It saved us money <laughs> and I had brunch for the breakfast the rest of the week. But um, I could talk to Elisa about this for hours because we, we both enjoy, first of all, talking. I, your story pretty sure yeah um but also like i said i just got married i'm still on the high of being married lisa just is launching a business that's all about marriage so uh i'm sure i do want to like i said i want to talk uh you and brian's relationship how you guys met and all that stuff on the married into this podcast that taylor and i do um but i'm so happy that you were able to come that's on a fun, that's a fun story so anybody listening to this they want they want another that's probably the, the highlight story that you should listen to. And, it, and you're on the top. Like I, I messaged you a while ago because we yeah. launched that married into this podcast during COVID again, time yeah. of the, we had the time and so on. And I was like, we want to talk to couples. Like there's some couples that I want to talk to because it's just like, I love them as couples, but I also yeah. want to hear where their stories are. We've never had, like we 
we're friends from a couple of years, but we've never been able to sit down and have dinner together with you and Brian, just talk. So there's other people that may get your story that I just, we just have never gotten because there's no opportunities for that to happen. And, and uh, so our lives it, both move super it fast. Starts, and It starts with me refusing to date Brian. So if that is a hook that anybody needs, that's, there you go. So what I'm learning is Brian is persistent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, is he pretty sad with the Celtics losing last night or is he doing okay? He about the Cowboys losing to my Seattle okay. Seahawks. That's, that's the, there you go. I know probably our, our old former coworker for both of us, Jordan Guy is probably pretty sad about the uh, Celtics losing, but um, yeah, I am. I, I, that, uh, they didn't air the game because uh, they, in, in our market, they chose to air the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game because of Tom Brady. And so weird. they didn't, they didn't play the, the Cowboys uh, Seahawks game, which was a higher, <laughs> higher standing game, but you know, but. My team's but I learned, I'm happy. I'm really happy you came on here. Um, also, if anybody needs uh, communications and marketing stuff to reach out to you as well, because uh, Southern West, Sutherland, Westland, Westland, I can't say that. I am so hard saying Southern that. Westland Marketing Communications in Bangor. Yeah. We offer statewide uh, marketing and communications, PR, website design. That's my shameless plug of the day. And if you want, went back when we were allowed to open up Orno Brewing Company in downtown Bangor, I'm sure if you said, hey, Lisa, I want to meet you for a talk about marketing and communications over a pint at Orono Brewing Company, you won't say no. Where your wedding. Yeah, let's meet. See, there you go. I, I, I wish <laughs> we were open now. Now you could just meet there all the time. We're just going to have a permanent seat for you guys at the, <laughs> at the bar. Right? Um, let's put up the tab. <laughs> exactly. So I really appreciate it um, and taking some time out of your day to do this as well. Um, I hope that people can contact you. So it's getting it, uh, getting married in Maine. It's at Facebook, Instagram, and then gettingmarriedinmaine.com. Yes, gettingmarriedinmaine.com is is uh, a work in progress, but That's it's right. up, so uh, you can check it out, and uh, it'll be info updating. Yeah, info at or, uh, info at gettingmarriedinmaine.com is how you can email her too uh, and ask any questions. So, uh, I really appreciate it, Lisa. Um, it was nice talking to you, Thanks. and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Cheers. Cheers.